Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. It's two for Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I never really enjoyed two for Tuesday because one time, and you know, I'm all about truth here. A friend who, you know, when friend, I have friends who, when they're feeling very down, I'll do whatever it takes to make them feel better. And so one night, we close up at work. She says, oh, can you take me somewhere? Okay. I think I went and picked her up. I don't remember. So she says, oh, let's go to this place. We end up going to Deja Vu. Not the best place for me to go. If you catch my drift. So we go. It's two for Tuesday. $20. Okay. This is going to make her feel better. You know, I won't elaborate on the night itself. You know, and and we have since put that past us. But it was, it was, a, it was a moment. I believe that every moment defines us. Or makes us laugh. Even it is if it is awkward and I'll never forget the two for Tuesday girls who were there who tried to sit on my lap and said come on come with us to the back it's free and I said there's no such thing as a free lunch and they just looked at me like who let you in oh there's no such thing as a free lunch who let you in and I just kept saying there's no such thing and they just looked at me and walked away and then the lights kind of dimmed And then the two for Tuesday girls started coming out. And I understand it's a job. You know, you have to make money. I totally understand. I hope that a dental plan comes with that. Because one of them tried to sit on my lap and said, come on, it's uh, let's have a little fun. And I looked at her teeth and thought, oh, that's two for Tuesday, huh? I thought, how sad. I felt bad for them. I truly did. I did not want to be there, but you know. Like I said, I go the extra mile for my friends. So my friend and I, we have put that past us. God, that was how many years ago? 2013. 2013. I'm not going to say the F word as much tonight because it's like, you know, I've, I've noticed some complaints, not so much on my show, but other podcasts. Oh, everyone's trying to sound like Howard Stern. Well, I'm not. I admire Howard Stern, but I can't quite. I don't have a Robin Quivers. I don't think anyone will ever have a Robin Quivers because without Robin, you don't have a show. Without Gary, you don't have a show. It is what it is. It's it's a group effort. There is no I in team, people. Me, on the other hand, I do the show and... My listeners, my listeners are basically my sidekicks. My listeners let me know. I love the show. Keep talking about it. Oh, my God. It's like up and the fact that we can learn how to speak Cardi B. You know, like I said, she's America's new sweetheart. You know, Nicki Minaj is just claws on that door. She is upset. She is, you know, but, you know, she's got certain things that 
Nikki can't take away from her in terms of album sales, in terms of, you know, um, reputation, you know, and, and a big butt too, you know, that doesn't hurt. What's interesting though is with Nicki Minaj, I don't know what part of her is even real anymore. And I'm not harping on her. It's just kind of funny. When I saw her at the Grammys, I thought, whoa, where does the dress end and you begin? Because I, I, I think you are living in collagen. Is that even, is that even realistic? I mean, you know, this is a Botox world. And I, and I admire those who want to do it. I don't want it. It is what it is. I kind of like that I can do things with my face, that it doesn't freeze. You know, I can't feel my face. You know, I don't, I don't want that. No. I, I'd like to ask Robert De Niro if he's ever going to, you know, I don't think at this point, you know. Can you just imagine? He's not going to be able to do the De Niro eyebrow. You know, Silver Linings Playbook would have been called Silver Linings and Botox, the Playbook Edition. You know, it just didn't work. And I understand, you know, I'm not harping on people for getting Botox. Nicole Kidman, she, she should be on the brochure. You know what I mean? It's it's funny that we can make light of this, you know? It's due for Tuesday. When I was a few pounds lighter you know today i just was kind of like oh lord now i know how aretha felt in 2008 (laughs) yeah so it's it's yeah all the necessary steps i blended a lot of grapefruit because i love grapefruit i know the um properties of grapefruit it's not a here's the other thing People have been telling me all these diet fads. I've heard them all. Kato diet, Atkins, no thank you. Because if you eat one thing, remember remember the Subway diet? Remember that? Well, there's certain things that you can't replace in that aspect. Also, there, it doesn't hurt to have a cheat meal. And I can recall when I was in the throes of health healthy eating i would still my cheat meal were those ice creams those um the with the nuts on them on top you know and i would have one each sunday and then it started to move up as skinnier i got like my cheat meal was like a hamburger very rarely and then i started eating boca burgers you know and the other thing was bread cutting bread out oh my god Today I had some artisan sandwiches, kind of low carb, you know what I mean? But this is not going to be a hate carbs show because I don't do that, you know? Car- I, I mean, when I think of people who hate carbs, you just look at the cast of The Devil Wears Prada. I mean, Emily Blunt and, and how skinny she was in that, how unrecognizable she looks now, not the same person. I'm not kidding you. I was like... Ooh, God, thank God that was just one role. You know, uh, the cast looked like they were dying for a candy bar without a cigarette. I mean, you know, there's a great moment where, she, well, it's not a great moment. It's it's funny. You know, she she's running around for Miranda. Miranda has traded her down. You know, she thinks she's going to go to Paris. 
And what is it? She gets hit by a fucking car. So Andy goes to visit her, Anne Hathaway. Oh, don't tell me about that. You sold your soul the minute, minute you put on those Jimmy shoes. I saw it. I mean, the clothes that you're gonna wear. I mean, it's not fair. You eat carbs. And she's eating a biscuit as she's saying this. <coughs> so, I, you eat carbs, yet here I am eating a biscuit. It's depression, you know. She's in that hospital bed. You're going to eat whatever. Me and carbs. I love ramen, but I look for the healthy ramen. Yes, there is such a thing. There is such a thing. Oh, God. I'm so tired of this. <coughs> if it's not one thing, it's another. You're either foaming at this end, running at the next end, you know. <coughs> I'm starting to wonder about society. I should have wore the mask today. I didn't. But it is what it is. I'm going to watch The Favorite tonight. I already started it. Of course, the wonderful thing started to buffer, and I thought, oh, God, help me. You know? Um, Creed 2, of course. I loved Creed 1. Um, so, yes. Um, uh, I'm not going to rip on Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw it. I'm not going to watch it again. I'm not saying it was a bad film. It was just not a totally honest film. And I love how people say, but it wasn't Freddie Mercury film. Um, well, it kind of centered around him and the band still is in the movie. Yes. But who's on the poster? Not Queen. Freddie Mercury. Well, Rami Malek. You know, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Rami Malek. Do I want him to win? Not really. I'm so tired of this campaigning. They are now going to win. What happened in the days when it was a shock? Remember that? Oh, I didn't think I was gonna look at poor Glenn Close. She poor thing. Just think if she had won for Albert Nobbs. That is an interesting title, Nobbs. Now you know where my head's at. Um, That film came out seven years ago. Whitney Houston had just died. And here's Albert Nobbs. And what happens? Meryl Streep wins her third Academy Award. Even Meryl herself was like, oh my and while she, you know, she appreciated the win, she also recognized, well, this is interesting. And she, and she, you know, she was happy. She, when you're Meryl Streep, yes. But then if you look at poor Glenn Close, who at that point had been nominated six times six count them and now here we are seven the seven year itch people seven year itch and glenn close has nominated her seventh she's favored to win 
Lady Gaga will probably nominate. Oh, they're they're betting she'll be nominated sometime again soon. You know, I don't know. I'm I I was starting to have these ideas in my head. What's she gonna be nominated for next? Uh, playing a witch. I don't know. Cause with Lady, she could play an executive assistant. I don't. She could play Leonardo DiCaprio. That would be crazy. She could do the whole Titanic, that scene, and the door. There, there's, here we are, 20, 22 years later. We're still talking about the door. Could he have survived? Yes. James Cameron did that purposely. He did not want Leo to survive. I guess it was truly the survival of the fittest. Um, so, you know, that, that is what it is. Dr. Zeus podcast is brought to you by theories, film theories. I don't know about classic films and dark humor. I don't even know how to log back in. I'm working on it. Okay. I could just merge the two together. Um, I admire others who have tried to do two. Right now, my card is full (sighs) because I do these daily. I do these daily because I want to do them. This is my end of the the week. No, not end of the week. End of the night kind of ritual. Others have a different kind of ritual. (laughs) A ritual fast. Um... A ritual with candles and pentagrams. I know a few people like that. And I ain't hating on them. Hey, if that's what you want, you go and get it, baby. Um, I have my chakras. You know, I have my... People think I am kind of like, uh-oh. What's going on with you in these chakras? Oh, stop it. They're pyramids, okay? Do your research. It's not like I'm going to turn into Apocalypse, that guy from the X-Men. Although I was watching that and I thought, ew, you did all that destruction just to build the perfect pyramids? Yeah. But you know, it doesn't hurt. I mean, the make well, the makeup looked like it hurt. Um, what's his name? Um, I, Oscar Isaac. Not bad looking. And you know, Whenever I see him, I don't just think X-Men. I think, oh, Poe. Hello, Poe. What's going on? Star Wars, the love scene with Finn. Yeah. Oh, let's see how that happens. Carrie Fisher herself has debutized that love story. She wants it to happen more than the love scene she had with Harrison Ford. And, of course, that was off screen. Mm. Carrie what do you think? See how I can just seance her without effects. Mm. More like clearing my nose. Well, you know, you got me sick too. I don't know if this is an osmosis thing, but I think Poe and Finn just need to get it on screen. That would make Star Wars fans... Just pee their pants. Old and the 20-somethings. Can you just imagine in a faraway galaxy, a bedroom, and you think you're going to see Ray 
in bed with Poe. And instead, it's Poe and Finn stroking each other's hair. The force is with them. And a condom, too. Wouldn't that be funny if there were Star Wars condoms? Fortunately, there isn't, because George Lucas himself, when I asked him if I could wear a bra, said, there's no underwear in space. No bras. And now there is, thanks to the future. Yes, I'm Carrie Fisher, and I approve this message. I'll see you all next time. I'm going to go back to my eternal... Well, not so much rest, because we're playing cards right now with my mother and Frank Sinatra and talking about the business. Bye-bye, Dr. Seuss Podcast. Thank you, Carrie Fisher. Mm. A legend. No underwear in space. Is there a bidet in space? That's a hard... You know, I'm always obsessed with bidets. My friend has a bidet. I don't have one. I purchased a portable one. I don't know why. I'm just... I want to be ready for anything. <laughs> I want to be... As Sharon Stone said... I want to be clean down there. I want it to be spotless down there. Yeah. Basically, I want to be as clean as Celine Dion's garage. Then you can lick every corner. Oh, God. I'll never forget that. When she had Oprah in her house and she was like, look how clean my garage is. And I thought, my jaw just dropped. And I thought, oh, honey. Oh, they they have garages in Canada. I know they do. But Celine... Oh my god, Celine. Talk about my brain won't go on. You know, where is your brain now? Where is the sound, you know? I mean, if you ask me to, I might just tell you to get an education and go on forever. Yeah. But you know, I'm everything I am because my manager told me not to read. Isn't that right, Celine? Yes. You know, it's all coming back to me right now. Come on. Because she drove all night. And and Cindy Lauper wants her song back. I know I do. <coughs> oh, my God. Mm. Hey, I'm not hating on Celine. She's had a good career, you know. And like all, her heart must go on. That's what I think of it. I love how people would say to me in the past, you know, you might want to think about listening to her because that's meaningful music. Oh, so what you're saying is what I listen to is not meaningful. Oh, how sweet. How sweet. Oh, and that I'm not cultured because I don't listen to Celine Dion. Oh, honey, how sad for you. Oh, oh. I got news for you, baby. I listen to Judas freaking priest. That's cultured. (coughs) I listen to Shakira, even though I don't know much Spanish. That's cultured. I listen to Billy freaking Holiday, and she's been dead since 1959. 
I listen to Joni Mitchell. I listen to, I mean, I listen to everything. Casey Musgraves, hey baby, come over. I listen to, you know, hip hop. I mean, so when you call me, oh, you're not cultured because you don't listen to Celine Dion. Well, why don't you try listen to a rap record, okay? And then we'll talk about cultured. Or Linda Ronstadt singing in Spanish. As a little kid, I actually enjoyed that. I didn't know what she was saying. I don't. I know bits and pieces. You know, broken English, Spanglish, whatever. My mother's mother sang. Well, she didn't sing, but the bird. She had this bird that sang in Portuguese. So, so she claims... Maybe okay. She does. She does. I don't want to get hit by lightning. I don't want her to meet me in the afterlife and slap me. That's like, oh god, no. In life, she really didn't slap me. It was always kind of a raised eyebrow, and it's like, oh shit, that's intimidating. That's intimidating. Just the look, and then the and then the dead silence, and then if she laughed, it was like, uh oh. Where's she going? And then if the rest was delivered in Portuguese, oh God, what did I do now? <laughs> Shit. And now all the while she could be talking about a recipe that she doesn't want me to know. <laughs> People have said to me, did you ever want to learn it? No. I don't even think she wanted me to learn it. Can you just imagine that conversation? If I did learn Portuguese when she was alive and, and I said, oh, so you didn't think I knew you were talking about that, huh? Then she wouldn't have talked around me anymore. So, you know, in a way, I liked it that she had her world. She could she could talk in her family's native tongue. It was not my native tongue. My native tongue was, hey, what's up? Um, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Come on. Cypress Hill. You know. My my own grandmother wouldn't have even said that to me. Oh, you should listen to more Celine Dion. You'll be cultured. You know what my grandmother said to me? Listen to some Frank Sinatra one day. I did. She was right. Dean Martin. She loved Dean Martin. I still love... Um, well, it makes me think of the movie Moonstruck is uh, um, Amore because they play that in the movie. And Dean Martin was funny. He was funny. There's a I, I'm a big fan of uh, Phyllis Diller. And there's a great skit that she does. And she's doing it. And she's like, waiter, another drink. Our bartender, another drink. I don't know about Fang and these Playboy bunnies. And Dean Martin can't even compose himself. And he's he's not even trying to look at the camera. He's turning away because he can't stop laughing. That's hilarious. And I love that she could do that. My friends and I, we watched one of her DVDs one night. Uh, We were just howling. This is, of course parallel to them putting on that one comedian for me with the puppet who I didn't even think was funny at all you know it's it's different things you know or like British humor there's some British humor that I love there's British humor that people in my family don't even get and I kind of get 
And then my brother's like, oh, well, you do like everything British. Like, he thinks that I've got my nose turned up at everything. Oh, fall, 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 fall. Like a Madonna now? No. With a fake British accent. Remember that? Remember the fake British accent? And I'm not dogging Madonna. But, you know, a spade is a spade. Come on, let's call it like it is. And I remember when the fake British accent started coming out. Picture it, Sicily, 1996. Madonna gets this career achievement, most top tens of all time, because You Must Love Me from Evita has hit the top ten. Not number one, the top, because Mariah Carey, come on, it was her year, 96, the top ten. Tony Bennett, uh, you know, intros her in. Here's Madonna. She comes out there. She's just had the baby. That's all everyone wanted to talk about was the baby. And then she's like, I would like to thank. And then she kind of goes back to the American. I love you too. I would like to thank all of my fans who have stuck by me through all the years. Because then it's, it's not British, British. Her act, when people say she's got a Brit, I don't really hear it. I hear a little bit of the pronunciations. But you know, she's not Mark Ronson. Now, I like how Mark Ronson talks because it's very transatlantic. You know, it's interesting. You know, versus Amy Winehouse, whom he worked with. You know, Amy Winehouse had that, uh, that accent. Camden Town. You know, um, I remember when she won the Grammy. Now that was a fun Grammys. Cause she couldn't, she couldn't come to the show cause she got in a lot of trouble. And yet she had that talent. And Britney Spears supposedly was watching, you know, getting all pissy. Oh, look at her. She's still using. Shut up. You don't have her talent. And yeah, it's no excuse. Two different stars united by addiction. Who got clean is still alive? Britney. Had Mitch Winehouse done the same thing as Jamie Spears, we'd still have Amy in a different kind of form. Um, but see, that's not Amy's style. The tattoos say it all. I love her tattoos. Oh, God, and that beehive. But I remember she gets up to that mic. She's thanking everybody. And then she's like, in Camden Town ain't burning down. Um, she's like... And then how her, you know, accent was, she was like, thank you to Island Records and everybody at my publishing to Ray Ray and Joe. Ten years, Ray Ray and Joe to Salon Ray and my mom and dad. You know, and someone was telling me, we were talking about Amy Winehouse. The documentary is so breathtaking, so heartbreaking to watch. She was so funny. There's so many moments where she's playing jokes, you know, this, this, and it's, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword with Amy Winehouse, you know, cause her biggest hit is rehab. Yeah. People, you know, Oh, well it led to her demise. You know, art imitates life. If she was able to live with that art, I mean, there were rumors. I remember that she had purchased 
the music to um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and was basically going to make a whole album about that. I was excited about that. I thought, oh shit, what is she going to do with that? You know, she, she could have fun. That's what I liked about her. I liked 2007. The music scene was that here where all these little pop stars, you know, Maroon 5, Britney Spears, Beyonce, and here was Amy Winehouse. Adele wasn't even on the scene yet. Here's Amy Winehouse putting out back to black. And it sounded like nothing. The funny thing is British-wise, it came out in 2006. It didn't come over here until 2007. It's kind of like the Beatles. And yes, I'm going to compare it to that. Because the Beatles already had albums out in England long before they came to America. And then they got a number one hit with I Want to Hold Your Hand. And they came here. And of course, their first American album came out here. You know, and the rest is history. 1964. You know, and of course, back then you had girl groups like the Shangri-Las and the Shirelles and the Ronettes, you know, Ronnie Spector. Ronnie Spector, who was a good friend of the Beatles, hid them out in, in Harlem while they were doing Ed Sullivan. The fact that 50-something years later, Amy Winehouse, who was influenced by the Ronettes, the Shangri-Las, the Beatles, everybody. Not Billie Holiday, supposedly. Because they joke. I don't know if she was on something. They said, oh, who are you influenced by? Like, Billie Holiday? And she's like, no. F her. She's like, no. Thelonious and, and, and John Coltrane and proper jazz. Um... And she's like, I wish she's a real guitar, because I, then I could impress you. You know, <laughs> I loved it. It's two for Tuesday. I had a taquito, so I didn't have a, a taco. I'm half Mexican, you know, so I guess it's already in my blood. Come on. Not like Sean. What's his name? The, the little dude that wrote that song. Oh, he didn't even have facial hair. I was like, oh, God, put it away. Put it away. It's in my blood. I was like, ooh, put these little teens back. Thank God Justin Justin Bieber was not there. Oh my god. Can you imagine poor Casey Musgraves looking at that? I don't know. Hey, you know what? I'll give you something. I'll give you something here. You know, no, she's not Taylor Swift. Oh, and here's the funny thing. People I think people forget this. Casey Musgraves, okay? Casey Musgraves. She beat Taylor Swift. I almost said Swift. Swift. Oops. She beat her. In 2014, Taylor was nominated for a whole shitload of Grammys for Red. Red. Not R-E-D. Red. Um, when Random Access Memories won, she thought she'd won. Because, you know, random. And I guess in her mind, it sounded like Red. Um, She was nominated for Country Album of the Year. Did not win. And you know who won that year? Casey Musgraves. I think it was her debut album. So, hey, this is, this is, this is, you know, a step. Country, you know, and now Album of the Year. 
So I want to give her that. I'm, I've been listening to the album. It's very sweet. You know, it's very makes me want to shave my legs. No, I'm just kidding. It makes me just want to relax and have a margarita. God, people, these Tuesdays making way for Wednesdays. They already want the weekend here. I'm going to give a shout out. Someone told me they were engaged today. I want to give them a shout out. Thank you for sharing that information with me. Congratulations to you. I want to give a cup of shut the up to Cardi B because you are just America's sweetheart right now. Don't it up. Okay. Unpleasant dreams. And we're all going to learn how to speak.